Hey, how's it going? My name is Daniel Calderon and welcome back to Corner Talks. COVID fatigue. This is something that I feel a lot of people aren't really talking about. Yes, it is linked to mental health, but I feel it's on a different level. COVID fatigue for me is where we lose our energy. We lose our direction. We lose our motivation. And it's not so much an emotional, a mental aspect, but rather physical. We feel groggy. We feel let down. We feel defeated. And a lot of this has to do with our environment, the circumstances with the pandemic. And I've experienced this time and again. Uh, I'm starting to experience this more and more. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because of the area I'm living in where we're experiencing our third lockdown. Yes, I said that, a third lockdown. It's just a very difficult time, I think, for a lot of us. Like I said before, COVID fatigue could be linked to mental health. But I feel it's more than just depression. I feel it's more than just anxiety. I think it has to do with times of uncertainty. For me as a filmmaker, I don't know when the next project uh, can come to fruition. I don't know when I'm able to go on set and actually deal with people again. I don't know these things and none of us do. It's out of my control. And as much as people tell you, if it's something you can't control, don't worry about it. It is something that we still worry about because as humans, we want to be in control. We want to be in control, especially when it has to do with our career, our livelihood, our dreams. Again, going through this COVID fatigue, reflecting on this term, understanding the concept, I've kind of understood that even though I'm posting, even though I'm creating and I'm showing you guys what I'm all about, I want you guys to understand that I'm going through my own kind of stresses. I'm going through my own fatigue. And this sort of circumstance of the pandemic doesn't really help. And I know that everyone else is suffering in their own way. And I'm not trying to detract from that. But at the same time, I'm trying to make you guys aware that if you are experiencing this, these are my ways in which you can overcome that COVID fatigue. I can't tell you the amount of times I've heard from people and society that you can't discuss, you shouldn't discuss your feelings, your problems with others. You shouldn't be an open book. And people need to understand that there's a difference between being an open book and having consolement, having that ability to lean on to someone, having that ability to talk to someone, vent about your problems or play off of their issues and maybe understand, you know, where you're coming from, where they're coming from and be inspired to become a better individual. I think what I'm trying to say here is that I feel best when I communicate myself or what I'm going through with someone that's close to me, someone I love, someone that cares about me, someone that I know that won't judge me entirely and someone that will give me a brutally honest opinion. My family, uh, my mother and my sister particularly, they're a very tough love. They will tell me as it is, whether it's my work, whether it's my per personal life, uh, my decisions. And I think I need that in order to become a better person. You see, the reason why I encourage consolement is I know that everybody has problems, whether they like it or not, whether they try to act tough, whether they try to act flashy on Instagram, they all have issues. They all have things that they're mad about, that they're insecure about, that they wish could be better. And I really feel that it's important we accept that idea of being open. We accept that idea of communicating these problems with other people, people that are close to us, people that we care about, that we love. You don't want to do it with just about anyone. And when you have that communication with a friend, a family member, a colleague, you open up, you start to be more relaxed. You start to realize that maybe your problems aren't so grave as they are. And if they are, that person that you're confiding in will hopefully give you the response that you're looking for or a response that will inspire you to be better. For me, a big thing is when I talk to people, I also learn from them. So if I'm communicating my problems or maybe what's going on in my mind, or I'm asking them about their day, when they tell me what's going on in their head, 
I realized, you know what? First of all, everybody has their issues. So it gives me that humility that I'm nothing special. But at the same time, it also reminds me that, you know, there are people that also need your help as much as you need theirs. And you can kind of, like I said, be inspired from that interaction to help each other get out of a certain situation. Maybe the issue that they're going through, maybe they're trying to get out of a debt. You can give them a strategy or a tip you've learned somewhere that can help them. And if you're going through maybe a breakup, they can give you some advice from their experience on how they overcame it. And we need to do that by communicating, by being, feeling comfortable that we can have that conversation. And I'm telling you through time, over time, you won't feel that people are judging you. And if they do judge you, well, you already know the answer. They shouldn't be really in your life. As soon as the pandemic hit, I was addicted to the internet. I was glued to the screen, always looking at whether it was a television, the internet, always seeing, you know, case projections, articles about, you know, restrictions and measures and what you can and can't do. And if I was going to be affected as a filmmaker, I was just obsessed. And whether it was good for me, whether it was bad for me, I didn't care. I just always looked at it because that was the relevant issue of the world. Everybody was talking about it. And I wanted to know where we were headed. Little did I know a year later, we'd be in the exact same spot still. Yes, we have the vaccines on the horizon, but uh, depending where you live, it's not as accessible or as fast as you'd like. So having said that, I was just consumed by all this toxic information. And I call it toxic because it never was changing. It was never changing. Yeah, there were some good moments, but it was always negative news. People getting shot, people dying of COVID. It was just insane. And what it is, is I didn't realize it was affecting my mental health. It was affecting my creativity. It was affecting my focus, my concentration. Now I was developing a lot of bad habits. I was waking up, looking at the news. I was you know, watching it at lunch and then I was reading it right before bed. I was also doing it on my breaks, a time when I should be, you know, spending with myself, with my own thoughts. I was too busy consuming, you know, some news article in Ontario about a new COVID restriction. It's crazy, but it's the reality. I think a lot of us can relate to this. And I understood very quickly, and I'm starting to implement this recently, I need to take a step back from the news. Yeah, I'll check in, I'll see where the cases are at, I'll see where what new restrictions allow me to do what, but I need to also disconnect because I was so involved, so immersed in this toxic, toxic uh, stream of news that I realized I wasn't really becoming, I wasn't feeling good about myself. I wasn't really feeling confident, happy, and motivated to, to conquer the day. I was always reminded in a way that nothing is going to get done. Nothing can be done because I always have this thing at the back of my head of, will it stop me from achieving my dreams? So you work around it. And how do you do that? Well, you limit the amount of news, you limit, limit the amount of social media that you consume. So at lunch, instead of looking at the news, instead of watching CNN or CP24, I will watch everybody loves Raymond or friends. And I will watch this because it takes my mind off. It's a very simple comedy, very simple sitcom. And it just allows me to escape. Now, I'm not saying I'm limiting the use of news or social media, social media, especially as you guys know, with this YouTube video, I love sharing my content. I love sharing my journey and I plan to do so, continue to do so. At the same time, I know that I need to take a step back. I know that it can't be every second of the day I'm looking at my phone. I know I can't be every second of the day looking at my TV or just browsing the internet for meaningless reasons. And until you get to that point, until you get to that point where you realize that it's harming you, you'll never make a change. You need to start taking care of yourself. 
You need to understand that whether this pandemic is here, whether it's gone, it doesn't care. You can't let yourself go. You can't let yourself go because of the circumstances and say, oh, the world's ending, I should end too. No, you have to be stronger than that. You have to overcome that. Because my mentality here is eventually things will go back to normal. Maybe it's not the normal we're used to two years ago, a few years ago, whatever have you, but it will be a, some sort of normalcy where the pandemic was a thing of the past. It belongs to history. And who will you be in that moment? Who will you be when that time comes? Will you be the person that you can't even recognize all because of a moment in time, a pandemic? Or will you be the person that you look back and say, wow, I'm much better. I'm in a much better place than I've ever thought I would be. Would you be proud of that? And for me, that's what I've been trying every day of this pandemic. Yes, I have my faults. Yes, I slip. Yes, I am not perfect. I recently, you know, between junk food, between the bad habits I was mentioning with the social media consumption, I was letting myself go in a way. But you have to kind of turn it around at one point. You have to say, how do I wanna be? How do I wanna be better? And take advantage of the fact that if you are home, if you have the luxury of being home and being alone with your thoughts, what do you wanna do? Who do you wanna become? Now, promoting self-care doesn't have to always be dreams and ambition and career change. It can be simple things like washing your face, you know, brushing your teeth, making your bed, doing things like meditation, reading, going for a walk outside, things that will benefit you, things that will prevent you from feeling dirty, from feeling like you haven't done anything with yourself. It's so important that we work out not only our mental health, but our physical as well, right? How we appear to people, how we are presentable, feel good inside and out, as they always say. I've become such a huge advocate of promoting self-care because what I realized is that, you know, as much as you put all the energy and time to someone else, that's great and all, but that person has their own life. And if they leave your life, how would you feel about what you did for yourself? You need to look after yourself at first. And once you come to a point when you can accept who you are, you become confident, you become at peace, then you can take that time to look after everyone else. But if you're hurting on the inside, on the outside, if you're suffering, if you're going through a pain, something you can't escape, but you're constantly thinking about other people and not yourself, it's detrimental. Detrimental to your mental health, your physical health, your emotional health. And this pandemic has taught me that you need to always look after who you are, and what your interests are. And something I want to mention as well is you need to understand that it's okay to have an off day. It's okay to have an off week, even a month. Okay. I said it, have a shitty day. Enjoy that day. Embrace that day. I deserve this day. If you will, I deserve to be lazy. I deserve to collect my thoughts. I deserve to dwell in what I'm thinking. Don't let it take over your life, but be human accept that you're human. Social media is an artificial platform designed to tell you what humans should be, not what they are. And that comes from self-care, understanding that what you see is not real. And that's something that I need to start taking into consideration because I'm guilty of this. I'll look at Instagram and because I'm a visual person, I'll think, yeah, that's their life. That's a snapshot of their life. No, that's a snapshot in time of what they were thinking and what they were doing at that moment. You don't know what's happening after that photograph. You don't know what's happening after that post. You do not know, it's all speculation. All you know is your life and all you know is how you can change it. And I'm talking about looking after what you can do to better who you are. This is something I've been doing more and more and I think it's just so therapeutic and that's to write down all your thoughts, all your emotions on the page. Why write it down? Well. It's a confrontation of your 
thoughts, right? You're not running away from it. You're kind of having the courage to sit down, grab a pen and write it into reality because they're just like moving around, you know, clouded, swarming around your brain, but they're never out in the real world. A lot of you probably don't even speak about what's really on your mind, communicate them with others. So having them on the page, you're kind of putting them into the real world. You're putting them into reality. You're confronting them. You're looking at what your thoughts are about. I'm insecure about this. I don't like that. I'm mad about this person. It is so cool because you can't escape it. And what, the reason why I say therapeutic is because when you look at these thoughts, when you look at these emotions that you've written out, you start to reflect, you start to understand, you know, is it something I should be worried about? Is it something so grand, so big, so severe? that I should be pondering? No. A lot of the times we write these thoughts down and it's good because we blown off steam. We're saying to ourselves, I was mad because I didn't get a call back from a guy that I did barely know, or I'm mad I didn't get a call back from a friend that could be busy with their own lives. When you're writing it out, you're rationalizing with your brain. You're writing out your feelings, but you're also telling yourself, why do I feel this way? Because naturally your brain is gonna ask those questions as you're writing this thing out. You're saying, well, why are you feeling upset someone didn't call you back? And then you start listing the ideas. You start listening, you know, maybe he's going through stuff. Maybe he has, you know, a bad relationship. Maybe she has uh, issues uh, with her career. Maybe she's going through some financial troubles. Giving yourself that time to look on the page and physically write out what you're going through. You'll rationalize it with yourself. You'll start to see, is it really that important? And if it is important, how will you improve it? How will you overcome it? And you're forcing your brain to think of a way out because that's what we love to do. Think ourselves out of problems, find solutions. And I think it just comes back to, again, self-care, communication, and the limitation of the artificial world. Writing down your thoughts is an authenticity. It is who you are on the paper. It is exactly a reflection, a mirror, if you will. And there's nothing to curate it. There's nothing to make it look like it's spectacular, fantastical, like Instagram or any of these social media apps does. It's just you. It's raw. It's on the page. And I'm telling you, you don't have to share it with anyone. Just keep it to yourself. But you read it over and you start to see this is what goes on in my mind every day. This is what goes on in my mind. And this is how I can improve it. Thank you again for joining me on another Corner Talks. I hope you enjoyed my discussion on how to overcome COVID fatigue. Again, this is a new concept, uh, I think for everyone, but including myself. It's something that I really didn't wrap my head around. The whole pandemic, you're hearing about anxiety and depression. But when I found or came across COVID fatigue, I'm saying to myself, what is this term? And what I came to realize quickly is, it's not only just your mental health, it's your physical health too. It's some sort of circumstance or environment that you're in. And it makes sense to me, right? We're bombarded with this bad news, these toxic messages, this just hateful, hateful uh, postings on social media. And it gets to you because, you know, we absorb what we see, uh, especially nowadays with technology. So this is why I wanted to have that discussion with you and mention to you the ways in which I'm trying my best to overcome that COVID fatigue. If you agree or disagree to what I had to say, please leave your comments down below. I always love to see your thoughts. Also, if you enjoyed this video, please be sure to like and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Take care. We'll talk soon.